Hello, I'd like to welcome you all to Can You Love Like You Never Been Hurt podcast. Today we're going to discuss the an aspect of love of, in relation to, we're going to talk about Can You Love One Drop at a Time. You remember like when we in grade school, we did those experiments and it was called a, a titration. So in that titration experiment, we use different things like we had like a known chemical. You put like a so like a chemical with color in a beaker, and then you had like an acid and like a little graduated cylinder or oh they call it oh yeah pipette that's what they call it. And we put the little, little drop in there, one drop at a time, to see how long or how much it would take to turn that colored liquid clear. So that is the avenue that we're gonna take on today to see how we would like to address that aspect of love. So if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it, we, that is often referred to as the love chapter in the Bible. And if we start at verse 4, it said, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails, but whether they are prophecies, they will fail. Whether they are t- tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will all vanish away. So when we look at this aspect of love, the reason why I chose this is because often we say we love somebody or we'll love somebody till the end. We fall in love. You know, I guess when we were young in high school, you had this little thing called puppy love. You fell in love with somebody or my parents say a strong like, you know, you like them. But then, you know, it may go on and then let something happen or just in our regular relationships nowadays, something happens in that relationship. And all of a sudden your love changes or in certain relationships, if you've been married you, you love this person. We all Google-eyed and things of that nature. And then what happens? They, the man don't pick up behind himself. Or the females leave hair on the sink. Or, you know, they drop his shoes at the front door. You know, different things we hear about the couples. And a lot of that stuff, it often seems the silliest things that often make people angry with one another. Or, quote-unquote, fall out of love. You know, you hear people say, I'm in love with I love this person, but I'm not in loving it. So, so what is that? And so when we begin to see these things or the person that you said that you once loved, now all of a sudden we begin to see their faults. And now all of a sudden our feelings begin to change for or towards that individual. So how is it that we say we truly walked in love and then turn around and soon hate the very thing that we say we love? Sometimes I think we got to really question the thing that we actually call love. Because even in the Bible, when it said God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God loved us so much that he gave his son and said that while we were yet sinners, he sent his son Jesus to die for us. So God loved this creation so much that while we were yet sinners, that when we had nothing in us to do right, that when we had no conscience to even want to live right, God still has something in place to send his son to die a death that was pretty gruesome. If you look at the movies throughout the years, or I think Mel Gibson did one of the best jobs in the movie Passion of the Christ, if any of you have seen it. 
But that, that beating was so brutal. It was so gruesome that Christ would do this and endure this death just so he could redeem mankind. And so what kind of love is that? I think the scripture said there's no greater love than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friends. So even then, before you and I were even born, he saw us afar off. And there was a love that he had, that God had for his creation, that he set something in place to allow his son to go through such a brutal and agonizing death just for you and me. Now, that's that's something to take to take to sit back and take thought of just for a second. So if you sit back and you ask yourself, what would I be willing to endure for my love for an individual, for my fellow brethren or somebody else? Would I be willing to take that? You know, a lot of instances we may not even want to 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 endure such things, you know, and honestly, my situation. Yes, I have been married before, but I realized in some of those situations that we were not willing to endure the hard things that we didn't like, you know, where was I willing to love? Now, just like this titration reaction that you look at, you have that beaker on the bottom. Let's say that beaker on the bottom with that colored liquid. Let's say that colored liquid was a dark color or a black liquid. That black liquid could re- represent all the ills that we see in somebody. The things that we don't like, those things that get on our nerves. You know, I know growing up, my sisters, they used to leave hair on the sink. And that was just one of those things that drove me crazy. Or, you know, you hear simple things that couples fight over. You squeeze the toothpaste from the middle, but I want you to squeeze it from the bottom up. You know, how you hang your rag on a, a shower thing do you fold it up and hang it across the bar or do you just throw it across the bar you know those little different things you know my ex that she didn't like to have doors open she wanted doors closed around the house but periodically I forget but those little things some of those little things became so bad that we just could not find a place of agreement and so when we look at our lives what is it that we're once again what is it that we're willing to endure to help this other person get to a place of love. You know, it said in the Bible that we are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, not saying that they're weak and that they just can't get it. But what are we willing to do so this person could come to a place where we can love or will we allow our love to be so resonant in them that the very thing that we want them to be, they become. And so that was the whole premise behind this titration. And so now we can we love this person one drop at a time? Are you willing to love someone one drop at a time, a little drop here, a little drop there? Because in essence, in that titration reaction, we don't know how much liquid is going to take or how much that acid is going to take to turn that base clear. And so you pouring your love, which is that clear liquid into that dark, into that dark liquid. You're trying to get rid of the anger. You're trying to get rid of the hurt and the pain. You know, some people have been through molestation, physical abuse, trauma as children. And those very things plague us right now in our adult lives. And a lot of times we're unaware why we act, why we have the the little idiosyncrasies that we have. And so when that happens, so now as we're adding this base, we, we're back in grade school now. So we have our titration. We're adding 
love to this beaker. We're adding love to this individual. We're adding love to their cup one drop at a time, one drop of patience to this individual because they're not moving as fast as we move, as we would like for them to move. And yet we're supposed to be Christians. We're supposed to love one another with an unconditional love. You know, we don't want to be kind to this individual. Can one drop of kindness, how long are my... Are we willing to be until this folks change? And even in that titration reaction, as that drop is going, we never know how long that is going to be before that liquid begins to change color. And what do we do? I know when I was in school, I wanted to just open it up and let the thing float to try to hurry up and rush that experiment because we never knew how many drops it would actually take before that liquid actually changes colors or reaches what they call equilibrium. And so, but when we did that, there were times when I did that and I wanted to just open it and let it flow because I got impatient and I didn't want to wait. And then I moved past the actual amount of what it actually took to bring that particular process to equilibrium. And so if you've ever done that experiment, you know once you get close to that equilibrium, you may have a drop hit that liquid and then you'll see a little bit of clearness come. And so that's the same way it is with our love. We get so frustrated with loving that a lot of times we don't want to keep adding those drops. Those drops of patience. It said love suffers long. It does not envy it does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. How much am I willing to be unselfish? I have to learn to love and be unselfish about the things that I need and really have to be willing to give of myself to a point. How much of myself am I willing to give? I asked a lot of questions within the podcast to cause you to think and to ask yourself, am I really willing to do this until this person becomes what I am. God loved us so much. And that is his method now that he loves on us until we become who he is. God is a God of love and he wants us as believers to be an extension of his life in the earth, to love his creation just like he did, to love our fellow brother or sister in the Lord, or just in general, just like he did. Can I love in the midst of them treating me wrong? How many times am I willing to put up with the things that they will do because I feel like they won't do it right? No, I'm not taking this anymore, especially those that are in marriage. Well, I'm just not taking this anymore. We'll tell us these things. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. Just imagine if the Lord Jesus Christ would have said, I'm sick of you. They just won't get it right. Because I know with me, I didn't get saved until I was 30 plus years old. All along, people would come to me when I was working and hand me the crosses with the sinners, sinners pray on the things like that because I had a mother that was praying for me. I had a grandmother that was praying for me and their love never ran out regardless of how I acted up at times. There was a, it's something about a mother's love that they would not give up on their kid. I've seen people commit crimes and knowingly, you see them on TV, they knowingly committed the crime and you're like, they're guilty. How can they do that? But that parents or that mother's or that father's love was just unwilling to give up on their child's innocent, knowing that the child is dead wrong. 
And that's what God does for us. In a lot of situations, we are dead wrong, not because of what we did wrong, but we are wrong because we were born wrong. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And there's nothing that we can do to be right in God's eyes, but to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, whom the father has sent. And so he loved us every day of our lives. There were situations that we were in and we probably should not have made it out. But thank God for the love of God that he was there to provide a way of escape. Even when we were being crazy, when we were acting up. I know during my college days, I had things happen. You know, growing up, there were situations where hanging out with friends and we got in trouble or were places we shouldn't have been. And we probably in some of those situations should have actually died. But I thank God that he had his hand on my life or we could have been locked up. He had his hand on my life that his love was always there to bring me through. And he was just adding little drops of love, little drops of hair, little drops here and there. And what the scriptures say is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. And so then it became a day where I had an incident that happened and I was just like, Out of all the things I could have said, I said, Lord, I'm just tired of living like this. And so eventually that love began to show through because when I realized and I look back on it, he didn't give up on me. And so that is what God is asking us to do with each other, to not give up. Can we love? And so in that going back to the experiment, we're pouring one drop of patience, one drop of kindness, One drop of just believing in somebody, just bearing what they do, just one drop of truth. It said, but does not rejoice in iniquity. Yes, we can tell them the truth and we don't have to, to quote unquote, let them do whatever they want, but to tell them the truth and love as the scriptures may say. And it said, love bears all things. It believes all things and it hopes all things and endures all things. So how much can I endure? Am I willing to endure this walk of love until that situation comes to equilibrium? Can I love the darkness out of somebody? As we would say, can I love the hell out of them? So we got to learn how to love the hell out of somebody. And we just, in a lot of instances, if we think back, we were not willing to love all of the hell out of somebody. You know, um, I worked, in the hospital and I've been around kids and you see kids and they say a lot of times they just needed somebody to just love on them, somebody to just believe on them. Can you look back and think of situations where you may have done something or you felt broken in the midst of a situation that happened, but all you wanted was just someone to believe in you. I don't know what your situation is, but that's what I'm asking today. Can we love those individuals one drop at a time until they reach that place of equilibrium because in that going back to the titration experiment and so as i got as you get closer to equilibrium you hit you let one drop hit the water the colored liquid we call it black and you'll see a clear a clearness come when that drop hits you know it's getting close to equilibrium so you can't rush but you still got to be patient and endure this process. A lot of times we sit there looking and we get frustrated. We huffing and puffing because we're like, Lord, this don't look like anything is changing. 
But if we look at it, how did God look at us? It's been 30 something years, 40 years, 50 years. Some people don't even get saved until they practically almost on their deathbed. But God said, I'm not going to give up on you. We have to have that same stick to itness, as we would say, to not give up on someone, but to continue to love and to trust God for that individual, that the love that God is pouring, is giving you, that is flowing through you. What does he say? Freely we have received, then freely give, because it's not our love that we're giving anyway. That love comes from God and it flows through us. And so we can't technically look all the time, look for a reward from that individual, but that reward comes from the Father in heaven. And so as we get to this place, we we see the drops hitting the water and that water becomes clear. And then finally, one more drop hits that water and that whole bottle of that black liquid turns totally clear. That now you have poured enough love into that individual that they have been completely changed, that they look at you and they saw Jesus, that they look at you and they saw the love of Christ that was shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, that now they see that, okay, this person loved me so much that I could not possibly continue to do what I'm doing. No one has ever showed that type of love towards me. And I just cannot continue to be like this. And then they say, man, wow, that is a model. That is someone who I would love to be like. Can we continue to love one drop at a time until the thing that was bad becomes the love that we showed it? So that is my in my conclusion here. I just want to drop that in your spirits on today. Just share a little love one drop at a time. Amen. Thank you very much for listening to Can You Love Like You Never Been Hurt podcast.